owning and managing rentals is a long-term equity strategy. It takes work and attention. It's not easy. However, it's rewarding financially and socially. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. That's a quote by Benjamin Franklin. I was sitting in my office one afternoon, humming away, happy to be ticking off items off my to-do list, and the phone rings. It jars me out of my rhythm. I was annoyed, thinking, don't they know I need to get work done? Whoever it was was breaking my rhythm. I looked at the phone display and saw it was a number I didn't recognize. A client, I thought. I answered. Five minutes later, I put the caller on speakerphone and closed the office door. No one else needed to hear. What I really wanted to do was curl up and hide under the desk. I actually ended up going to yoga class, and I've never felt as at one with court pose or savasana as I did that evening. Anyway, I listened to this desperate man for about an hour. Though it was a battle of wills, I empathized with him. No matter how much he pleaded and how sweet he was, I politely refused to assume responsibility for the lease from my roommate. Hmm. I think I'm going to call her Buttercup. That's a perfect name for her. This gentleman was the landlord for the place I was renting. And that's where the nightmare for both me and the landlord began. However, having a nightmare situation doesn't need to be the case for you. Most landlord-tenant interactions are positive, or at least they don't get to the landlord-tenant board. And I say that based on data, um, two sources of data in Ontario. One, from the 2021 census, and two, from the Landlord-Tenant Board Key Performance Indicators, cases logged for 2022 to 2023. When you look at it, it's about 2.6 to 3.5% of cases that actually go to a Landlord-Tenant Board. Today, I'm gonna provide three tips for you to consider for developing the mindset of a landlord. These are based on my personal and professional experiences, and I think the two merge together nicely. Let's go. Three things to consider relating to the mindset of a landlord. Number one, owning and managing rentals is a long-term equity strategy. It takes work and attention. It's not easy. However, it's rewarding financially and socially because you're not only gaining financially, but you're helping others and providing a place for others to live. Always keep this in mind as owning rental properties is not a get-rich-quick endeavor. Number two, treat your real estate investment as a business, the rental business, As such, include a risk assessment and an associated mitigation plan 
for your business such that you plan for the worst or maybe the most challenging situations and you have potential solutions. Granted, we can't think of every situation, but it's good to think of things and have a plan or be prepared to deal with those situations as they arise. And number three, try to remove emotions from any decision-making you do related to your rental business. Okay, let's do a little deeper dive into these three points. Owning and managing rentals is a long-term equity strategy. It's not easy, it takes work and attention. So it's important for you to have a good grasp on the factors influencing real estate investment strategies to make the purchase that suits your needs and makes the most sense for your situation. There are about seven of these components and episode six goes into a little more detail in these seven components. They are the cost of ownership or affordability as an investor, job security, not only your own, but that of the tenant, supply or the demand for rental, the geography, the rental rate, the vacancy rate of rentals in the geography that you are looking to make your purchase. And also the trends over a period of time will give you some additional information to make an informed decision. Population growth, sustainability. What does the future look like related to the population growth? Regulatory changes such as policies and bylaws, not only at a federal level or a provincial level, but also at the municipal level. Global factors such as financial conflicts happening around the world or health issues that are happening around the world. And obviously the market value or and or replacement cost as the situation um, is for your particular uh, real estate investment that you are looking into. So investing in real estate is a business. And if you own or plan to own an income property, the following things will be inevitable. You're going to have unexpected repairs. You have tenants that all of a sudden leave. You have rent checks that will bounce or be late. You may be going to the landlord and tenant board at some time. Interest rates will fluctuate. Contractors may do a bad job or have poor workmanship, or you may experience delays. Wear and tear on the property will cost you money. Values may go down or they may fluctuate. Despite any of these, if your mindset is equity, long-term buy and hold with principal recapture or minimal cash flow, that's important. Your, the equity in your property will grow as seen by the trends over the past few decades in the greater Toronto area. Eventually, your return on investment will increase over time. And again, that depends on your specific situation. Number two, treat your real estate investment as a business, the rental business, including that risk assessment and mitigation plan. Any good business will have good times and not so good times. You can see that in some small mom and pop shops to international conglomerates where they have plans and mitigation strategies should something 
unexpected or challenging occur. A couple of things to consider from this perspective. Understand your municipal bylaws of the city or town you plan to invest in. Many cities have varying bylaws that could affect how you run your business. Some cities allow you to rent out rooms within a residence. Others, it is totally prohibited and they encourage other residents around to report such instances, which could lead to issues for your particular investment. Know and understand the Ontario Residential Tenancies Act and the associated forms. It's critical. Before you even go and try to purchase an investment, it's important to educate yourself on these things and the act and the forms. Know how to fill out the forms correctly and to send them in at the proper time. Be sure that you supply your tenant with the standard lease form. This is something that's required within 21 days of a lease. As a realtor, the practice at my brokerage when I'm assisting a client with a rental is to have the standard lease form completed before the keys are provided to the tenant. Another item is to know and understand the Rental Fairness Act, which is part of the Ontario Fair Housing Plan. Really educating yourself to understand what processes, what um, what your obligations are as a landlord and understand what the obligations a tenant has. Understand it, that it, it is your responsibility to provide a safe and properly maintained property for your tenants to live. One thing to also note, it's advisable not to become friends with your tenant. However, you should treat your tenants fairly and with respect. As with a business, you need to build a team of individuals you can trust, whether you want to use a realtor, a legal professionals, property management, handyman, contractor, an accountant. These are all professionals that you should have on your team or potentially consider having on your team to assist you with your rental business. A couple of things to think about. Yes, you are renting your property. However, to attract high quality renters, it's advisable for you to ensure that when that property is available for rent, it is displayed in the best possible light. Fresh coats of paint, ensuring that appropriate repairs are made, and ensuring that the unit is professionally cleaned are things that you may want to consider as part of running your rental business. Another item to think about when you're running your rental business is to create systems and processes or have these in place so that it makes running your business a little more simpler and streamlined. For example, filing systems for expenses, documents, notices, file and record everything as it happens. That's a word of wisdom to you. Another thing to potentially think of looking into is having routine maintenance checks, going into, um, you know, periodically having routine checks with your tenants. I know some of my clients, 
they do this on a quarterly basis with their tenants and they change the filter on the furnace, checking the unit and also ensuring things are okay within the unit. One critical factor that I think is so important is to meet prospective tenants before moving forward with any agreements. It's really important to get a sense of who you're renting to, having that face-to-face interaction. It's recommended. I would recommend in-person, but if you can do it virtually, just have that in-person interaction. It's highly advisable. If something needs to be repaired, fixed, etc., take care of it as soon as possible. Put yourself in the shoes of the tenant. You would not want to be living in a place in the middle of winter where the furnace is broken and hasn't been taken care of for a couple of days. Put yourself in their shoes. And remember, it's your responsibility to provide a safe, clean environment for your tenant to live. Another factor for running the rental business is ensuring clear and open communication, having solid people skills and a nice working relationship with your tenants. In terms of risk assessment and mitigation, I've mentioned some indirectly, as I discussed earlier. However, some things to consider is if you do not have the time or the proximity to directly manage your property, consider hiring a property manager. And when I say hiring a property manager, yes, you can just hire and leave it all to them. My suggestion is, is to really understand what services they're going to be providing you and make sure that you are aligned with the services that you expect and the services that they will be providing. Factor in funds to cover repairs, a vacancy period, or just general maintenance. And also factor in costs that could be associated with a challenging or difficult tenant. Point number three moves to emotions. Try to remove emotions from any decision making. Try to find an excellent quality tenant based on facts and data. So you tend to get what you ask for. So don't be afraid to be picky. Qualify your tenants. As an example, have a set of questions that you ask these prospective tenants over the phone before you even show them the property. And also be prepared to have the necessary documents you want them to complete ready in the event you want to move forward. Set up a showing for the property in person. So this is if you are deciding to rent the property yourself. Set a day and a specific time period where you will have prospective tenants come in and see the property. Treat it like a business. You are showing them based in this specific date and specific time when you know people will generally be available to come and view the property. Having your documents available, the rental application, ensuring that the information supplied is correct, the letter of employment, the credit check from Equifax, um, which gives you a sense of the cash flow the patient may have. Call the employer to make sure the prospective tenant works there. Call the references. One note with regards to references is you may not want to call the previous landlord. 
because that previous landlord may give an excellent or good reference because they want that tenant to leave, like the situation with Buttercup. Do a social media check. See how they live, their habits, their lifestyle. And as I said, meet your prospective tenant before moving forward with any agreements. I've had several clients who, yeah, they seem good, yeah, Um, And they make these emotional decisions only to turn around that had they asked a few more questions, had they delved a little bit deeper, you would have been able to uncover some inconsistencies that may not have led to uh, a a positive decision with regards to entering into a lease with them. So we've come full circle. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. We've come full circle with Benjamin Franklin's quote. As I mentioned, know and recognize and really imbibe that this is a long-term real estate investment strategy and not a get-rich-quick scheme. Treat your investment as a rental business and make fact-based decisions for the benefit of your rental business. As for the situation I mentioned earlier, I found out that Buttercup was pocketing the rent and utility money I provided. She was nonchalant about the whole situation and even urged me to take over her lease. Suffice to say, the landlord lamented to me, Buttercup seems so nice and well put together. For me, it was Buttercup's dog Trinity that got me and I couldn't get away from Buttercup fast enough, like literally. However, that's a story for another time. So let's hope you can use these tips to develop the mindset of a landlord and avoid meeting Buttercups along your real estate investing journey. Like what you hear? Follow us on your favorite podcast app today. Please leave us a rating and a review. I'd like to recognize my producer, Stories and Strategies, for their splendid work. The last thing you can do for us is to share this episode with one friend. Thank you.